OTB GAA Listen, Tony, oh, he scored 3-4 the last day. Like I said it there during the week, that, like if you scored 3-4 in training, you expect Michael Lee Higgins to come down the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Hurling on off the ball with Board Gosh Energy, proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship. Welcome back. It is time for the GAA Quick Picks. Mick McCarthy, Shane Hannon here. Lads, it's tight at the top. Oh, it's tight at the top. But, Updated uh, rankings, Shane. But who's at the top again? Remind, sorry, remind me, I can't remember. Monaghan's own, ah, Shane Hannon, sorry, is yeah. top at the moment. 19 points acquired so far. It's close though, it is close. 17 for Mick. I had 17. a good week last week. I was a penalty, uh, the width of a penalty post or whatever. I was, I was a, one of the best goalkeepers in the history of Gaelic football versus an outfield player away from having four out of four. Never back against Monaghan, hey. Has this changed your enjoyment? It will of be next week. <laughs> the championship as well, because sometimes when you play things like fancy football, whether it's NFL or the Premier League, you end up cheering on a wide receiver or a striker yeah. to score. In this case, did you spend like last week? I was away, but I was keeping an eye on the scores on Saturday, and I only cared about the results from a quick picks. I know I can't stand it, but yeah, it takes over. Like I'm in the pub shouting for. Uh, like Armagh like as if my life depends on it I couldn't, I'd probably to be honest if I, if we didn't done the picks I probably would have veered towards Monaghan it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing how personal uh, fans of counties take the pick, quick, quick, quick picks though because I was getting hit I opted for Tyrone that was the only one I got wrong last weekend and uh, yes I got it Kerry very, very wrong Kerry Mafia were oh, tagging man, you got me. two wrong last week me? yeah Which what was the one I got wrong? I don't know but you got two no, I got the, I got three I went for Dublin and I went for Derry and Monaghan Oh well, I think Shane has an extra point oh, then. Well then, you go. Ah, my here. apologies, Shane. Oh, the lead has just been stretched. You've just been put on to twenty yeah, on yeah. VAR. Well, there you that go. That is true as there well because you, you picked Mayo. Yes, yes. for some yeah. reason I thought you had said Mayo. No, but no, Dublin, if you said Dublin. Dublin last you're on weekend. twenty. Um, I yeah, we got a lot of hate from Kerry fans who were saying uh, they were tagging me, Joe Brawley, Anthony Moyles, and a few <laughs> others. I'm just going, what do you think of that, lads? I was like, here, lads, you have to pick a team at the end of the day. It's not because Moylesy said that Kerry were there to be got at. Yeah, and yeah. but then in the quick picks, I opted for Tyrone as well. I thought the Tyrone lads, once they saw the green and gold in Croke Park, would, would, would uh, react, but clearly they didn't, and Kerry were the ones who reacted to the red and white. We called the two hammerings 50-50 games. You have to pick someone. Neither of them were 50-50 games. Like I'd say the three of us all read them wrong. Yeah. Like yeah. You picked Mayo, but I didn't have Dublin hammering them. No, I, I don't think anyone. I thought that Dublin would win the game. Yeah. I didn't think they would destroy. Up Mayo. until halftime, I thought it was an arm wrestle. I yeah. thought Mayo were probably even a little bit unlucky to be in the position they were at halftime, having played reasonably well. But you could never have accounted for the way no. the second half the, went. The Derry game was the only one we all agreed on, wasn't it? Yeah, we all went. We all went Derry for that one. Mm. That was the only yeah. clean sweep. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Like Derry should have won by a bit more as well. Should have. Yeah, and the penalty miss at the end, of course, McGuigan. Uh, oh, by the way, I never mentioned the crappy quiz as well. Shane McGuigan, remember I said in last week's quiz that scored two or more championship goals. And <laughs> yeah. The point was taken away from me. I should have brought that up in the quiz, but here I am. Slight controversy. Uh, yeah. I also got messaged by a player who had scored two goals. In the oh, really? Ah, uh, like, I think Wikipedia might be wrong. Yeah, there you who go. Who was this? Uh, Peter Cunningham from Offaly. Scored two. Uh, got one against. Long Do you know what I? I yeah. I I told you about why I got this wrong. It was it was once the Talton Cup teams came into play. I was trying to get what was their last game in the Leinster Championship and so on and mm. I think I just got a little bit arseways but nobody guessed them anyway so unlike Shane McGuigan who got do you know what I think is like on the the scores for that game it said mm. like 2 whatever yeah. but obviously right beside it had 1-0 from penalties yeah, and yeah. I must have just saw the 1 and moved on Yeah, which is so more apologies accurate. to everybody involved. we're all human you were chat GPT who's more accurate 
Well, me. Well, ChatGPT made made one up, I suppose. <laughs> well, AI, like, AI it, it, it literally invented the minute that Brian Habana scored an imaginary try. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the 35th minute of a try that never happened. Yeah, Mick will it's always insane. be Where does that one over from? artificial intelligence. Mick is real intelligence. I don't think they're I, like. Apparently, they're growing by like you know they're getting a million times more intelligent every second. It's terrifying. But I don't think they'll ever catch up with me. Mm. No, no. Well, <laughs> the confidence of that, I love it. Yeah, I assume yeah. every correction makes it smarter as it works its way through. Mm. Still think. has a way to go. Yeah. Anyway, um, Monaghan. Talk about a bit of a hurling, lads, no? Well, by all means, I was going to ask him about Monaghan before we get on to the mm. hurling. So. Um, what did you make of the performance of Monaghan? Like, we're all criticising Armagh, but I feel not many people actually talked about no. Monaghan within the game. So I think Monaghan, like, that Armagh performance played into the Monaghan game. Like, they have maybe slightly older players than Armagh, so slowing the game down was an idiotic move by Armagh. Monaghan like, will happily slow the game down and play it at a snail's pace. Um, and then you have to criticise Armagh a little bit for that last play. Maybe McGinney had had an issue with the, the free being taken short, but it they asked the referee. Ball. Yeah, and they asked the referee, and also... McManus being able to get the ball in that scenario like clearly Monaghan were going to try and get the ball to him in a scoring p- position then uh, Grugan not like him fouls him in, in, inexplicably I think Monaghan just showed nerve and they, they're they the team that and I said it on the quick picks last week if it comes to the last 5-10 minutes and it's very very nervy yeah, down the stretch yeah. Monaghan will possibly come through like they're a real clutch team and that last play was clutch and the penalties were fairly clutch too have to, has to be said Per Comiskey for Armagh missing too yeah He's obviously the, the villain up in the Orchard County, but Mads' two penalties may well have been the best two penalties oh, I've ever seen. The second one gave me a heart attack because it was so high into the goal. I was like, "This is going over." But yeah, top left, top right, bang them in. Silky Jack McCarran penalties as well. It was brilliant. So look, delighted. And uh, the quick picks next week will be interesting when I have to choose between Monaghan and Dublin. We'll mm. see. Well, I, was a, I was asked to make uh, poor Comiskey the answer to a question on the crappy quiz after that uh, in the pub <laughs> I was watching the, oh. the penalties in. At the time, I thought it was a great idea, actually. But when I came to write it, I was just like, "I'm not yeah. going. I'm not. I'm not going cruel here." We'll leave off the part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry about that. Uh, so I was talking to. We're down to <laughs> half a dozen games left at this stage. So Mick, you decided to spice I it up decided. a little bit. Well, group decision. It was in consultation, but your idea was to add in margins for this week. So just that we still. So we've only got the two hurling uh, semi-finals. We're going to pick the All Ireland Minor Football Final as well. But for the semi-finals uh, for the next two weeks that we do a point for the correct score and then we all pick a margin of three points and then you get an extra point if you get that right. So, so like the bookies, one to three, five to seven or seven plus? One to three, four to oh, six. One to three, Sorry, one to three yeah. four to six. Et cetera. Seven yeah. plus. Four to yeah, six. Yeah, we're going to seven plus is good, yeah, instead of even the seven to nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. fair enough, yeah. I've gone seven plus and you can also call as your margin of victory either in extra time or penalties. Oh no! I thought I it think was just the margin penalties. just goes by because I thought extra time counts, doesn't it? Yeah. So otherwise, oh, okay. Shane wouldn't have any points for. Uh, I so I'm they, okay with that. No, that's I'm, fine. So it would be the margin of victory in extra time. Awful so if a team time. is to win by two points in extra time, yeah. one to three will get you that bonus point. You get yeah. two rather than one. Exactly. That's okay. it. Easiest way to do it, I think. All Ireland semi final, right? It hasn't happened yet, okay? But I was only te- I was uh, just organising my tickets for for Sunday there while we were waiting to come on air there, and I was just talking to you about I sat in very similar seats when Clare and Galway played in 2018. And Jason McCarthy got the last second equaliser for Clare. It was one of the best games I can ever remember. And it went to a replay and there was a breath. I feel like we're missing something, at least at semi-final level, of not having replays. 
Like I think there's, and I don't mind playing extra time first. Yeah. I'm not saying we have to have a replay, but I'm saying is you get to that thing, you get to that thing after 90 minutes of hurling, and somebody gets a last second equaliser, and it's like, do we really need to have penalties to decide? We're talking about an all in final. Like. I actually think, I just think, say Claire and Kilkenny goes to a replay this week. We say they had a replay this weekend. The winner of the Claire and Kilkenny match then automatically is at a disadvantage compared to the winner of Go. I agree, in the final. but that's because of the calendar which doesn't yeah. allow replays. I, if, I if, love if this it. was organised in advance, then we. I As a fan, though, I le- think it massively takes away from it. I have to say, but then it's you shame. lose out. It's the entire you, competition. It's such an anti-climax leaving a match when it's a replay. You're like, well, sh- we're both in limbo here. Neither f- you weren't there for the start. You don't feel the excitement to go on right. I'm going to get a ticket for the replay. That was particularly good. No, I don't care about that. Like, I really, and people can't really afford like the replay. No, tickets, I know. By the way, that, the, the semi finals. But I'm saying just semi finals on fifty quid. Another fifty quid to go to the match, and that's your whole family going. Like, we bought seven tickets for the football. It wouldn't be like, fifty. Three hundred and fifty quid. It'd be played in a provincial place, and, and I Maybe. think they are usually subsidised. Like, you'd probably be looking at thirty. Quid Fair enough. So I, you're not for turning here. No, I, I love the I love the decide on the day. I love it. I I agree. A final a final should definitely have a replay. And it does, doesn't it? It does, yeah. 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 But I think for up to semi-finals, I'm happy out for decide on the day. 65 competitions, penalties, whatever you want to do, I do not care. Or else someone someone in the comments... Stay on. Well, someone on YouTube said, either in extra time, have golden goal, so the first team to score a goal, or golden points, so you win by a margin of two points. It'd be a bit unfair to win by a margin of one in extra time, but say a team that... The the first first team team to get two up. Yeah, Yeah. wind comes into it as well then, but I don't know, what about like shortened periods or something? You have to win the toss then, you know the toss? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, but shortened periods could come into it as well, you know, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. After extra time maybe, two, five minutes. Especially thinking hurling, I just don't think that teams are capable of going and doing what our man Monaghan did. Yeah. It is a bit more dodgy in football because if you play golden score, you could easily not have a score. Yeah, you know, for a long for time. Minutes. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, look, sorry, they're here. Uh, penalties will happen if these. Oh, that's why I'm uh, thinking of picking penalties. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. I am genuinely thinking of picking penalties. Yeah. Having sat through a couple of teams that I support going out on penalties, it is cruel. It's torturous. It is really uh, like when your county wins. I have to say, it, there's no, there's no feeling like it. Like when Rory Beggan makes that second save, I'm, I'm literally about to scream. In the, in the restaurant but if you lose I can imagine it being brutal because it's always been part of football mm-hmm. and we won in 1990 and so on right 2002 losing to Spain on penalties versus your teams your GA teams where it's such a kind of a mm. raw and unusual and alien feeling so 2002 was obviously just like much bigger because you were so hopeful during that game of course it's bigger you saw the Korea were there in the next round and yeah. the potential yeah. for it as well uh, but when Offaly lost the Christie Ring semi-final against Down, particularly when one of the shots that Offaly took, and it was in the middle of COVID, so nobody could go, oh, so yeah. I was watching it on a stream, which made it even more painful. Uh, but one of the Offaly shots hit the back sanction and came back out and wasn't given as a goal. So there was always that feeling of injustice within it as well. And there was promotion on the line within that penalty shootout. In a way, I kind of think it was unfair that it had to finish on the day. I know the championships mm. were a bit weird that year, mm. but promotion and relegation was on the line on a penalty shootout. And to watch your team lose there was not an easy one. I think when penalties are a part of hurling and Gaelic football, like you can get a penalty in the, in, in normal time. Mm. So if it's a skill in normal time, why can't we do a, a shootout of those skills in at the end of the game if it finishes level? Like it's I don't get the, one the whole... specific skill though, isn't it? Like and and it's it's something that generally one or two players have a kind of. Uh, but it can be practiced by anyone. Like it's not a lottery. No, I know it's certainly not a lottery. I just don't, I just don't think it's it, like it is a football. It's a soccer solution mm-hmm. to it, like the a GA problem because it's not like if 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 penalty shootouts didn't exist in football, are you telling me that this is the conclusion they would come to for a tiebreaker in Gaelic games? They probably do forty five. But then, so. well, whatever they do, I think they. I think, 
I think what they'd do is they'd have more of it. If football didn't exist, if soccer didn't exist, I think the first instinct would be we're a high-scoring sport. Football is the lowest-scoring sport in the world. You have to break a tie in some way mm. that doesn't involve another score. Mm. You know, I, and I don't think that's I I don't think that's necessary in a high-scoring sport. I, I think if you did a penalty sh- or a, sorry a forty-five competition in Gaelic football, like five players from each, I think it would finish two-one to some team. Yeah, it's yeah. very no, and it would be maybe three-two. I've never thought the freeze thing was a good idea. I have no. to say. But because uh, it's a similar thing, you're, what you're saying is it's the skill of the game. And it's not a lottery. It is a skill of the game, mm. but it's not the game. And we might actually the solution could involve the entire game. We could do it. Like but you then know, do you, you turf them out for another five minutes? As you say, like it could end scoreless after that. And then what? Do you, like they're already goosed. Like some of the Manon players, Gary Mohan, after he kicked his uh, second penalty. He was limping back to the centre circle. It was like these lads were out on yeah. their feet. What about what about just the next score wins, right? And or win by two, right, or whatever. But and if you lose the draw with the wind, you lose the draw because like are you telling me there isn't an element to look in a penalty shootout that as well? Like but people are people, yeah, are, yeah, uh, exactly. people are like absolutely adamant that oh we can't have the advantage or whatever. But sure, look, there's going to be an element to look in it. Like you mm. know. Anyway, I. Anyway, I'll, I'll talk about this. Look, I was come home, but <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll let the listeners and viewers decide. Uh, everybody loves them. Well, if it goes to penalties, everybody loves them. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be pilloried for this. I just, I, I don't think it's part of the sport. Mm. It's gonna be a huge talking point next Monday and Tuesday if one of these semi-finals goes. Oh, unbelievable! To penalties. And any, any, there's a big any chance of the next might. two weeks, like yeah. Yeah, I'm not against the free-taking idea, but yeah, because for me, our part of the entertainment be as long as not your team involved. A non-free taker, as slowly but surely they start to come further out the field. This is like I like the, the idea that two players are involved in a penalty shootout. So you have the goalkeeper as part of that equation, and he has a chance. Whereas when it's literally just man against elements when it comes to the kicking. But is it know? not like the the monster keep it a contest? Monster lose. Well, yeah, because then you've like God forbid you have a prop trying to kick a ball over the bar. Do you yeah, know? It's the same the in getting football. Rugby, rugby does the same with. As as we did with uh, so it's just the five nominated Desi players yeah. and take again. But is, it, but is that not cruel? Five in football, yeah. Is that not cruel though? On the same people having to take penalties well, I mean, over and over. The pressure those lads yeah. to take twice. We saw it with Comiskey for our man missing twice. Is, is I'm with you, Shane. I want to see a loose head prop have to step up 45 <laughs> metres. Well, Martin Williams missed the penalty for Cardiff. No Welsh team has ever made a Heineken Cup final, and they lost on penalties. And Martin Williams, the like number seven, missed the penalty. Um, in the shootout. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the years Munster, I think, made it to the final. It's just like, that's ridiculous. I don't know. What's that got to do with the match that they just yeah. played? You know what I mean? Like, Martin Williams, especially in rugby, he never, ever, ever needed to kick a penalty never in any part of his rugby career. It's good TV versus being maybe fair to yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah. Like, they lost the coin toss, basically, because they ended up having forwards yeah. kicking penalties. Like, Right, let's get on to the hurling first then. We okay. are going to do the minor football final as well. So you're going to pick a winner, mm-hmm. all three of us are, because Jer's away, and then we're going to pick a margin or method of victory and that'll get you the extra point. And by method, I mean penalties. So let's start with the first game tomorrow then. Galway Head against... Hardness. Yeah. Hunger. Heart. <laughs> Desire. <laughs> bravery. <laughs> yeah. Hunger won it for them. Galway versus Limerick. Shane Hannan, you can have first shout. All-Ireland semi-final tomorrow. Defending champions up against the beaten Leinster finals. I, I've, I've been with Galway all, all year on, on the quick picks to my detriment for the Leinster final to well just about to my detriment for the Leinster final um, They gave you a point back for the tip game though Yeah true true got one back um, Look it's hard to know where Limerick are at and what I, what I mean by that is that the gap has been closed between Limerick and the rest to a degree that we haven't seen in the last five or six years this year uh, I don't think they've won a match by more than two points am I right in saying that? No no, so like that, yeah, you are that's, right. yeah, that's right. rare. So like you know where I'm going with the margin of victory here based on that. Um, 
I do think this is where the Galway journey ends. I think it's going to be a close match and a lot of the analysis this week has been it'll be a score between the two teams. Um, obviously, Declan Hannan being missing is huge. The teams are fascinating. Kyle Hayes, um, probably predictably enough, going to six. But Hegarty going to seven is um, surprising. We'll see if he starts there. I mean, he'll be wearing number seven on his back. But um, I just think John Kiley and his team have the know-how to get over these games. Um, and I still think they'll win on Saturday evening at Croker. They'll have a big, big support there as well. Limerick by one yeah. to three for me. It's only been uh, less than three points the last couple of championship wins mm. for Limerick against Galway. Yeah, three I think, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about the Limerick team for a minute. I know we've, talked, we've already talked to Anthony Nash about it, but like... It's intriguing because what they're doing is so. What it, the first time they ever did it, where they moved Kyle Hayes from cent, you know, from centre forward to accommodate Keane Lynch moving up, bringing mm. him back. You're like, whoa, what are they doing? And it worked out, and it's always worked out. They moved Dan Morrissey back to full back. You know, Mike Casey's injured, and it's like now you're playing. You've done it so much now that you're playing where arguably Dan Morrissey his favourite position now he's played there enough that you, you wouldn't be sure but arguably he's a wing back yeah. you know Mike Casey's definitely a full back playing in the corner um, Garrett Hegarty's a half forward playing wing back Kyle Hayes is probably a centre forward <laughs> playing centre back and you know all these things are manageable of course they are but there was a solution in just moving Dan Morrissey or putting Mike Casey back into his preferred position and having Richie English who many would argue is as good as anybody they have at cornerback anyway into his preferred position Especially and you have everybody what, playing which is what Kylie where did in they the league final. belong yeah. you know yeah. yeah you're thinking surely you trial this when Hannon was out for the league final you'd revert back to that again that's not to say this is the Limerick team that starts this could be a total I know I know look I know. at their bench oh. as well they have such strength and depth like Hannon's absence is big but it's not it's not fatal do you know like and then it's the Galan. I presume Dahi Burke picks up Galan. Maybe well, this is the thing they've flipped their three and six. Yeah, which I didn't think so you don't. Yeah. Maybe it's un, yeah, unsure who picks up Galan, but I just think they have too much fire. Galan was a big problem last year. Mickey scored eight points. Well, see, that's and and like I do understand that. I think Skell was saying on the hurling pod, you don't want to sacrifice what Dahi Burke has been doing this year, which has been the catalyst for everything good that Galway been doing at yeah. centre back, and it's been great to see him there. But he is probably still the best full back in the country, and it's like if you have a guy that's like won the Munster final on his own in a team that were probably you know elsewhere beaten on the day arguably I'm not the person to say it obviously with my own bias but you would say that that Aaron Galland's performance was what won Limerick the game and you could argue and it was in a one on one battle so do you put your best guy on him I think that makes sense I I think so I think if you accommodate for anybody you accommodate for Galland within the system as tempting as it would have been to keep Burke at six and have him around where Keane Lynch is due to start you make that switch with two guys who are comfortable in playing either position and you just back Burke to try and shut down Galan. Yeah. He's not going to be shutting down entirely, but maybe that's the feeling that he's the best matchup for it and that's why Henry's had to make the change. Yeah. I'm so conflicted by this because I've been I've been I've been I've had this feeling about Galway all week, right? But I've never I've, I've never changed. The feeling is based on the struggles that Limerick have had. It's been based on the fact that they had such a good game plan against Tipperary mm. uh, and, it, and and it's a feeling that's based on a lot of even what David Herity's been telling us on the show about Shefflin and his preparation and it kind of came to, I was just watching the tip match thinking this is a manager who knows what he's doing you know and I think he I think he had a very specific game plan that choked the life out of tip and they should have won by a lot more 
Mm-hmm. They should have won that game easily. They didn't score an awful lot. But the only way they're going to manage against Limerick is by tightening up the game. It needs to be a low-scoring game. Yeah. And, you know, I think they learned a lot from the Leinster final. The only thing is, and it was pointed out really well on, on analysis on the Sunday game, actually, is, I think it was Liam Sheedy, like, if they use the ball in the way that, they, because they had so many people back, if they use the ball in the way they did against um, Tip, Limerick will punish them for it in a way the tip just aren't at that level you know so the other side of it is Limerick probably more important side all the things we talked about about positions all the things we talked about what really surprised me in Limerick the day of the Munster final was the changes you know they felt like a team it felt to me like again just from history one of those ones where you'll hear afterwards that like the manager thought we're missing something here or there's something just not right. I need to do something. I need to light a fire. And that's very natural when you've been on the road as long as this team and have yeah. the success of this team. Um, so there's a few things there that are just making me think that they could be caught. The thing that's working against me and that why I think I am ultimately going to pick the exact same as Shane, Limerick 1-3, to three, is that they're just finding a way to win it. And that's the... They're, they're not, the to, they're not, they're not the where they are. They're not where they were. But because of them, I think they're, what they're showing now is how great a team they really are because mm. they're winning these. They're winning every game that matters, the court game, the Clare game, and now we'll see what happens this week. But if they win all of them by a point yeah. and the All-Ireland final by a point, it'll be one of the greatest All-Irelands ever won. Yeah. You know, so I just think that they'll 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 find a way. Wouldn't it be hilarious? They'll stay in the game, you know yeah. what I mean? And then at the end, whose experience are you going to trust in the last five minutes? I know it's unlikely maybe, but the conversation all year about Munster hurling being so much better than Leinster, wouldn't it be so funny to a degree, Kilkenny and Galway win their semi-finals this weekend and all of a sudden you have an all-Leinster final and everyone who's been saying Munster hurling is... I can promise you what the narrative will be, Shane, is that Kilkenny and Galway have been able to walk their way into the season well maybe that yeah they're flipped on its head yeah maybe and in Kilkenny's cases particularly they have a month of a break yeah that's true the narrative of that though wouldn't be fair either right but it's also I feel like the I feel like we're mis- that's very top line analysis about the Munster Leinster thing. Nobody thinks that Galway and Kilkenny aren't in that league. Yeah, it's yeah. just that it's only Galway and Kilkenny. Yeah, and mm. that's the issue. Whereas there's some years four, some years five Munster teams that are all playing at a similar level. It was four this year. Yeah, and then there's only two in Leinster. I, ne- I like personally anyway. I don't ever think that anybody like seriously considered no. Galway and Kilkenny below that level. You know, um, the lack of competition below that, I suppose. It is, yeah. And they're, they're, you're kind of thinking, right, they're in the semi final. Well, they're in the, I suppose, only quarter finals when it comes to Galway. They've always got a tougher game. But, yeah, look, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm going with Limerick. One to three as well. What do you think? I'm going Limerick four to seven. You think that they'll stretch out? Four to six, four to six. Or sorry, four to six, I should say. I think they'll have just a little. Oh, look, I think they're going to have a little bit too much. I think down the stretch again this year. People kind of forget the goal we were ahead with nine minutes to go last season. That's how close that game was and then Limerick had a finish in them. I don't think Limerick will allow Carl Mannion to get on as much ball as he did against Tipperary mm. and that was really crucial to go. I don't winning. think... Goal, Limerick don't change how they play for anyone. No, they don't. Now, they might not. So they're not going to... They're not going to like pick up Carl Mannion specifically no you just think their natural style of play pre- I think they'll press on him better than yeah. Tipperary did and I, I think he won't get to walk out with as much ball as he did I also think that Limerick won't hit the ball into that Galway half back line in the same way that Tipperary no I don't see well. yeah. um, I think they've got hands. more variety to their attack as well and alright I take the point that without Finn and without Hannon you are seriously disrupting that back six and it is a question mark Kyle Hayes I think last played six when he was under 21 
and Hegarty only really at the very start of his Limerick career was playing in the half back line. Play centre back for club, but that's junior level, I suppose. Yeah, and yeah, it's not where can we get him involved the most, isn't exactly. it? Like, yeah, and, and look, maybe they want Gerald Hegarty to get involved more in the game as well. Hegarty generally springs to life in finals. The semi finals have been a little bit quiet in recent <laughs> years, but the warning would be that while people have been kind of writing off his form earlier in the season. I think there's going to be a big game out of Hegarty no matter where he plays. And Keane Lynch, reportedly, this hamstring issue is behind him now at this stage. Yeah. You get him back in to pull the strings. No. Even if they need to adapt and make changes in-game, there are so many adaptable players in that Limerick team. I think even if, say, it's not working for them at six initially, they can make changes. Like, Willow Dunne, who could sit back. Kyle Hayes could go back. Or, sorry, um, you could um, drop Keane Lynch back into the middle of midfield. You yeah. can make these changes because yeah. they're so versatile. Can I tell you my worry, though, is you're saying Finn and Hannon... Limerick are good enough to overcome losing two like linchpins like that. But I don't know if they're good enough if Mike Casey isn't hurling at his best at the moment. Dermot Burns isn't hurling at his best at the moment. Nobody's talking about that. And Groot Hegarty's certainly not. And Keane Lynch certainly isn't, right? Mm. Now, they could all play, they could all have stormers this week. But, you know, there's three players in the backs and then your best, most important player as well, who's back in the team now, which is a good sign for sure. But... You know, none of them are at their, I think it's, none I think of them are at the full tilt of what we know they're capable of this I, year. I almost feel like for the likes of Burns and Casey and Hegarty, it's like riding a bike. They've been in so many semi-finals and finals in the last number of years that now that they're back in a semi-final when it's squeaky bum time, I just think they're going to kick into another gear. They, we haven't seen what they're capable of, of course. Harry Nash hasn't been at the same no. level that he was last year. No, he's. I think he's hurling well actually, but he hasn't had as much of an impact on the games as he's had. You know? I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those players you mentioned it would be man of the match this weekend. Yeah, Do you know, yeah. I haven't had a quiet year so far just click into gear four to six for me one to three for you guys weird feeling about golf (laughs) see gut instinct going against your gut instinct is a dangerous thing in the quick pitch see I have a feeling now I'm going to go the other way I'll explain we're getting on to Will Will hits Galway obviously he was going to go for it I'll tell you where I'm going I remember (laughs) in 2005 and it's funny it's Galway and Clare involved again we were going for three in a row to Kenny Cork finals and there was a sense that nobody was anywhere near them and I remember and then I think they played even the next year or whatever and whatever it was about that year and I was at a lot of games that year I was watching a lot of games I was absolutely convinced one of them would be caught and it was the year the back to back or the, they weren't back to back they were a week you know two weekends of uh, semi-finals and Clare played Cork in the first match and I was in the hill for it and I've talked about it many many times in the show Clare five points up with five minutes to go Cork win by a point without scoring a goal and it was it's a nightmare it's still, I still think about it right <sighs> awful and then the following week Galway go out in a goal blitz against Kilkenny Niall Healy I think gets a hat-trick and they beat them they shocked them and it's a Galway Cork final and I remember just being absolutely adamant that one of them would be I just neither of them were uh, where they had been and so on and nobody was counting the other teams and I just have the same feeling this year I don't see Kilkenny Limerick final now my worry is in going for Clare and I'll explain my Clare reasons is that I've got it wrong and it's got to be Galway Kilkenny <laughs> yeah you got PTSD from yeah five. exactly exactly uh, but yeah my, my, the clear reasons I touched them briefly on the show during the week but just for this right is that Tony Kelly talked after the Dublin match um, on TV his man in the match interview and I thought it was really interesting from a camp that doesn't release anything he just was kind of like just chatting away and he was like look we paced ourselves properly this year mm. through the round robin Last year we didn't. We hadn't done it in a couple of years through COVID. We kind of forgot and we went hell for leather and we had nothing left. Now I think physically that's what he thinks in his head. I think you add to that it was actually almost emotionally mm-hmm. as well. I think Clare were a rabble. If you watch the Clare Wexford game, 
realistically, if we weren't in denial, we would have seen what happened. Mm. Come, we would have seen what was coming in the Kilkenny game because they just weren't good enough. So I don't think that's anywhere close to the case this year. I think they're fitter. I think they're ready to go. Apparently, everybody's at full tilt. Yeah, McCarthy's also not part of the panel, but he could come in as an injury joker. That can happen. Yeah. So. Um, Sorry, I've I was thinking of specifically the players who went off uh, injured against uh, Dublin. But yeah, you're right, Aidan McCarthy's a big loss. But actually, I wouldn't be concerned about the Clare forwards. It's the Clare backs that I'd be worried about. And I do think, actually, that Kilkenny will have chances and I think they'll take most of those chances. What I will say, though, is that Kilkenny scored four goals against Galway and shouldn't have won the game. Now, say three, because obviously the goal was what won it for them, the last goal. They scored five against Wexford and lost the game. Kilkenny, you can score against Kilkenny. And there's probably not a better scoring forward line in the country at the moment than Clare. So I just again, I just think if they're if they're if they're fully there in a way that they weren't last year, I don't know if we've actually seen Clare properly match up against Kilkenny yet. Mm. That wasn't the real game last year, mm. Do you know. And that that's where I just feel is that all the talk of where Clare have been and how close they've been to Limerick and maybe them being the second best of the co- team in the country we're getting closer to the Kenny game and all we're thinking about is last year's game and everyone's forgotten that feeling they had throughout the Munster Championship. Yeah. I think they'll give them a great game and I just, I don't know, I'm 51-49 here but I, have a, I just think they'll they'll scrape it. I'm tempted to go penalties. Yeah, not to totally give away my prediction here but I think the Clare forward line won't play as poorly as they did last season. Mm. Um, not a hope. So I, and also they won't like resort as quickly as they did to like 100-yard shots. Like this year you've kind of got Dermot Ryan doing that. Nobody else is doing it. It's like he's appointed, yeah. you know, as the person. Whereas last year, like McInerney was doing it, Fitzgerald was like, Fitzgerald was so wasteful. He actually played well in that game and scored a yeah. few scores, but he was like as many wides and so on. So I just think I, I think they'll be much smarter in how they approach the game as yeah. well. Yeah, I think they'll run the ball a bit more this year as well. It was you incredibly pe- effective against Dublin. You on penalties? No, I don't, I don't think so. I'll go one to three. Claire, one to three? Yeah. Well, Shane, how are you going? I also think it'll be a one score game, one to three points. Um, like looking at the Clare team there Conlon 6 McInerney 7 if they are fit which it appears they are that's an unbelievable boost for Clare and look at the Clare forward line like Duggan Kelly Taylor Galvin O'Donnell Rogers. Uh, Rogers has been brilliant th- this year so far I just think right Clare have definitely bridged the gap on that 12 point semi-final defeat last year to Kilkenny I know Paul Murphy was saying during the week like when Kilkenny get to a semi-final something else just clicks I don't think he ever lost a semi-final or no, semi final no Amazing, which is incredible, absolutely amazing. Like, that's an unbelievable record. That's like Brian Fenton sort of stuff. Um, I do think Kilkenny with the extra little bit of break. I know Clare weren't massively troubled in their quarter final, but it still is is extra uh, tear on the legs. I just have a feeling for Kilkenny in this semi final. I really, really do. Um, I think, th- and the turning point for them was getting that last minute goal against Galway. That is just what they needed. You saw the joy on Cody's face on the on the sidelines. You saw what it meant to Derek Ling and, and the selectors as well. I just think the break, the forward line that we mentioned for Kilkenny as well, um, and I think they'll get their matchups correct. Like Ling hasn't put a foot wrong in that regard so far this year. No, uh, I just, yeah, uh, one score game, one to three points for Kilkenny. I think. Is there an argument four weeks is? Too long too to long. wait in this day and age. Like as in, like I mean, back in the day, that's a perfect. I amount. said that to Tommy Welsh when he, he didn't want studio. six, but four no, was nice. But he said, you know, the when you have a squad like Kilkenny or Limerick or Clare or, or Galway, like with the strength and depth that they have this year, the fifteen on fifteen games in training are as intense as anything. And he says sometimes you could have the second string 
so-called second string team beating the yeah. first team by two or three points of training I think as well with the injuries that we've had uh, for all four teams coming into this having that extra period off could prove to be very could helpful be. in the end yeah. we'll see who walks onto the field at the weekend because you're very teams. suspicious about these teams I'm incredibly suspicious can any team's name tonight isn't it yeah uh, no it has to come out has uh, to come out sorry yeah, is Adrian Mullen uh, Adrian Mullen not fit We'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. See, that's going to. That's. There were plenty of rumours that he was getting a bridging operation, which would allow him to play in the semi-final and the final. But right. he obviously hasn't done a huge amount, it would seem, since the Wexford game when his thumb was split. Yeah. And Mossy Keown is doubt because of his hamstring injury. So again, uh, this is where I say let's look at what teams actually take the field on Sunday afternoon. That's a huge one. The like team, Adrian Mullen is a naturally big one, but like I mean, Martin Keown is especially like, if Cleary's missing and you could send him exactly. Gaelic Gloss has released that. a Kilkenny team. Yeah, um, which shows Adrian Mullen and Martin Kilwin starting. Okay, well there you go. Uh, no, I, that's the only source I have for it. But um, if that's correct, yeah, Mullen and Kilwin aim to start for Kilkenny. Yeah. Now look, they could, see. they could easily drop out on Sunday. Maybe they're not 100 percent fit, but yeah. that would be a huge boost for them if they're available. Because I think there is still plenty of firepower in that Kilkenny forward line. Clare have conceded 13 goals in championships so far this year. Yeah. So yeah. both teams are liable to concede goals. I wouldn't be surprised if we see. A few green flags raised on both sides for this weekend. So you've already put your uh, neck of the line there, Shane, by saying yeah. you're going Kilkenny one to three. One to three, Nick. Yeah, sorry, I said Clare one to three. The other way. Yeah, yeah. That is that is a firm team, by the way. And I'm also going Clare one to three as well. Right. Jeez, we'll be in for a good weekend if our predictions are right. Oh, these, these <laughs> could be two amazing semi-finals. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and that's the, not to say they're not after extra time either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the Clare Kilkenny, I was so excited about it last year because of Clare's journey up until that point. And mm. it's funny, I was the complete opposite to you. You know, you said all the warning signs were there in the Wexford game. I kind of thought this is a team who are a little bit emotionally tired, but now that they've won and I now know, that they played I really know. well in that last ten minutes, they're ready for Kilkenny, and this is going to be a real. That battle. was the hope, but yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> the reality unfortunately you've yeah. just got this really good thing in semi-finals as well I mean I remember we were talking to Paul Murphy about it last year 2019 they genuinely believed when everyone was saying that Limerick were already emerging as a great team at that point yeah. Kenny were ready to put them back in their box in 2019 and the intensity they put in that game was insane they're probably going to need some performance on the level of last year and I take the point of one of our commenters during the week who said all well and good if Mikey Butler goes to track Tony Kelly but they could do with another Mikey Butler to try and mark Shane O'Donnell at the same mm. time. This is the issue now, you know, as well. Like, if everybody plays... Like, the problem last year was Clare weren't playing well, so they needed Tony Kelly to do everything, and it wasn't the day for him to do everything. If Tony Kelly... If everybody is, is hurling well, more space does become available for Kelly. That's just the way things work. You can't man-mark someone if everybody else is firing. You can, but you can't, like, shut them down. There'll be space everywhere else, so... All right, quick yeah. fire on the minor final then. Yeah. Shane Hannah, which way are you going? Um, Emerging. This is yeah. just one point for this one, isn't it? Oh, just one point for this one. Okay. Yeah, let it grind. Only. Do me a favour here, Will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to have to do all these calculations. Shane, Shane, Shane getting two bloody picks for this one, like when he's got, he's already got a three point lead. I'll talk. He's, I'll talk. He's through it. So Sunday one o'clock at the Athletic Grounds. That's the other thing. A lot of people giving out that this match is in the Athletic Grounds. It obviously suits Monaghan and Derry geographically, but that it should be in Croke Park. Give these young minor lads a chance to play. Maybe part of a triple header would be very early if that happens. I wouldn't That's the put thing. It on the same day as you just put it on some some other. And then you, there's the controversy. The thing if they picked next Saturday, there's a lot of Monaghan fans there for the Dublin game. If you pick Sunday, there's a lot of Derry fans there for the for the Derry Kerry game. So you're you're favouring one of the minor teams, I suppose, by putting them on Saturday Usually or Sunday. They weren't the senior, yeah, exactly. Um, like the uh, both have been like they've played in the, the Ulster minor final, and it was an unbelievably close game. Went to penalties where Derry won on penalties. Uh, that benefited Derry because they then went on to play the Connacht runners up, 
who were Galway in the quarterfinal and they beat Galway. Monan had the daunting task of playing Mayo, the college champions, but unbelievable performance against Mayo that day, got through that one. And then they both had two seriously tough semi-finals. Derry uh, beating Dublin well, 3-11 to 1-7 in that uh, semi-final. And Monaghan getting past a really fancied Kerry minor side uh, by a goal in their semi-final. Like Dermot Malone is the Monaghan manager who was on that Monaghan Ulster winning team at 13-15, recently retired. Uh, and what they've done this season has been incredible. I think 1939, the year of the Second World War broke out is when Monaghan were last in the All-Ireland minor <laughs> final. Fun fact for you all out there. I was always when someone preps us back to that, but going, I think it was 1939. Yeah, well, good it? quiz question. 39-45, Second World War. Uh, Damien McArlean as well, uh, this Derry team. It, it, this is going to be a remarkably close game and I can't wait to go to it actually. There's going to be a brilliant atmosphere, I think. That's the advantage of a provincial ground as opposed to Croke Park. Yeah. These players will never have played in an atmosphere like this because yeah. a lot of Monaghan and Derry fans that rarely follow the minors maybe or travel into this game to support their teams um, obviously I'm going to have to go for Monaghan have to I just feel like they've, they've been playing so well well I haven't seen any of our man and I did watch a good chunk of the Monaghan Kerry game and I thought they were brilliant I thought they were in control of that game like yeah. in a you know and it's in some ways that's me trusting the Kerry are good you know and there's a little bit of instinct going on here I haven't been following it obviously the, the way Shane has but just based on that I'm going for Monaghan as well oh it's Monaghan across the board I hope we're not putting a hex on them Shane you're going for Monaghan touch wood yeah. let it ground since good Sunday Shane. afternoon Up the Farney there are the quick picks Hurling on Off The Ball with Board Gosh Energy proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship 